Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, yeah! Hey everyone, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we talk about every Disney Channel original movie from A to Xenon. A particularly fitting slogan, and you'll know why in a minute. My name is Brandon Lamudo, and I have so many friends here that you have to meet. Going around the room, Brandon Banta, our art director. Hello. Ryan Metz, our sound engineer. Hi. James Latiri, our mixologist. Hello there. How's everyone? Good. Good. Really great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. We also have a guest with us this week. She is a friend of the show. She is a TV producer. She is a cat enthusiast. She is co-parent of Finn the Cat, who you may have heard appear on an episode or two before. She's my girlfriend. She's Ryan's girlfriend. Ooh. Ooh. Please welcome Zoe Vach. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hi, Zoe. It's great. Excited to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you. You've heard pretty much all of our episodes happen, you know, across the room so far. Yes. Thanks for letting us record in your house all the time. We do really appreciate it. Um, So, um, this is our New Year's Eve special. We are zooming into the future with this one. Uh, It is also Zoe's birthday celebration. Yay! Happy birthday. No, I'm not going to do it. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) It always lasts too long every time people sing that song. I'm one of those people that like speeds everyone through it. Like, okay, happy birthday to you. But yes, happy birthday. I'm the person who harmonizes... Ooh, that's good. <laughs> the best is the drunk harmonizing, though. So it doesn't really harmonize, but you hear your voice over everyone else's, and that's what matters. Uh, Zoe, do you have any uh, any any birthday resolutions, New Year's resolutions? Well, I'm always looking to further reduce my environmental footprint. Mm-hmm. So that is always my New Year's resolution every year. But it gets harder every year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's a great resolution. Anyone else? What are you guys planning for 2019? Get my heart rate up. Just mm. by exercising, you know. And then get it back down. Just once yeah. in a while. Well, it'll go back down. Or just do you want to just keep going all the way up? That'd be fatal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meal prep better. Mm. Make yeah. food for the week. I feel like it's a responsible thing oh, to that's do. that's nice. Absolutely. I, I'll, I'll do like one good week of meal prep, and then I'll forget for like another two months. Yeah. It's so, okay. You tried. <laughs> yeah. It's better than nothing. I'm trying to run more. I got a half marathon coming up. Ooh. Yeah. Hoping to lead into a marathon. Maybe not next year, but we'll see. And I want to do a split. Mm. I say it every year. Oh. Sweet. This is your year because it's also <laughs> the last year that Earth is going to exist. Oh, tell me more. Oh, man. Well, in 2022, we go into space. You know what? That's probably a good transition. We are watching Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Based on a book we should all read. Yes. Oh, Based I, on a true story we should all live. Absolutely. The true story about to happen. This was a book? Yeah. Yeah. Is it not on your reading list? Uh, <laughs> it's by, it's by Marilyn my... Sadler and Roger Bolin. Oh, two authors. I assume one of them was an illustrator. I don't know. <laughs> yes, they both wrote it. Um, so yes, this movie was highly requested by many of our friends, and it was also requested via fan mail. Yes, we got our first email from a fan. It was from Marissa. Hi, Marissa. We know you're out there. We appreciate you listening. Thanks, Marissa. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you, everybody else. But Marissa gets a special shout-out because she emailed us. That's very kind. 
Uh, so yes, we are watching Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. But before we talk about that movie, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. It's because we get drunk. Actually, it's because it rhymed and we couldn't think of anything better. Yeah, we're actually stone cold sober. We are all straight edge. It, we all have tattoos saying how straight edge we are. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, James made a probably alcoholic drink for us to drink. Oh, it's definitely alcoholic. Oh, yeah. I could vouch for <laughs> I could vouch for that. It's also delicious. Please tell us about it. So, uh, you know, this movie, we got, uh, we got one of our main characters, maybe one of the biggest characters, in my opinion, uh, is Protozoa of the group Microbe. My favorite band. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of Microbe talk. We got a lot of Protozoa. And it's cold and flu season. You know, it's winter. So this is a penicillin Ooh. just to Ooh. protect us and, you know, make us safe and also get us drunk. Uh, so penicillin's like a bar, uh, a drink you can get at most bars. It's uh, two ounces of scotch, um, half ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of ginger shir- syrup, which I made, and one ounce of honey syrup, which I made. And uh, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. This is a fantastic drink, James. You've you like on it. yourself yet again. Oh, my God. You I- may not meal prep, but you <laughs> bring us all drinks sure every do week. drink prep. Yeah, I'd say this is one better. And research, and research, and research. And not only do you make the drink, you also make stuff for the drink, which blows me away. It's the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. And this one is uh, without a lot of ingredients. There's nowhere for the flavors to hide. Mm -hmm. Oh, it tastes. Got to get good ingredients. The taste is bold. Which is why I go to Associated. What's it called, the drink? Penicillin. Just, you know, watch watch for microbes. There's no xenon name? Um, Penicillin Major. (laughs) (laughs) perfect the penicillin major now available at your local podcast all right i think it's about time we talk about this movie xenon girl of the 21st century the slang guys the slang slang. oh my god it it killed me the whole movie i love the girl diss at the beginning where she said what is she new in the galaxy (laughs) (laughs) got him it was very like space clueless Oh, yeah, definitely. Just putting major and minor at the end of things. Oh, definitely. Like stars and constellations. All of their pop culture and, like, language references are just space. Like, they're all just, like, major and um, thermal and nova and luminous. It's just, like, we get it. We, you live in space. <laughs> They've already been in space for 27 years, too. Like, come on. You got to come up with something else. My life is a living black hole. Yeah, that, that, I would like. I would have liked to hear that. No references to black. That holes. was that was one of the. Lines. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. okay. I missed that one at the end when she was like really upset mm. about her life. Yeah. Ah, yes, my life is a living black hole. Yes. So Xenon is a sassy, brassy space lassie Ooh. who <laughs> lives in a CGI rendering in space, <laughs> um, <laughs> probably a hundred thousand miles away from Earth. It's very far. Maybe far. super far. Like outside of a normal orbit because Earth is extremely far away. Yeah, okay. But the so flight's really quick. Oh, the flight is, is hours. Yeah. yeah. It only takes them hours to get there, which we know because there's lots of, you know, time-sensitive conflict, which they just fly through. Yeah. But hold on, because we're still in space. Mm, we got to go yes. in order. Right, yeah. So they're in space because they're all scientists doing space science stuff. And uh, some guy comes, a big investor, Mr. Uh, Wyndham, Mr. Wyndham, yeah. and his and his dopey associate, Mr. Lutz, 
and uh, and Shut and up, Xenon is the only person who knows right from the get go that something is awry here. Yeah, because she, she's the one that sneaks around at night and she sees Mister Lutz trying to get into the restricted areas. We um, should say she sneaks around for fun. Her and her friends—that's kind of their hobby. They yeah, sneak around and dig through the recycling, but she does spy some, you know bad business from Lutz. she was like is that guy walking around alone at night that can't be right <laughs> she is the security detail yeah. because if you've noticed there is zero surveillance of anything in this whole place you could just get into restricted areas nobody knows you can you can go out into space without yeah. anyone ever finding out but uh if someone does find out just tug on my tugger <laughs> which is a direct line Ooh. And there's also a chance that it's your parent that's going to catch you. Yeah. So that you'll face no consequences from the space government, like yeah. the guy in the purple suit. He, I guess he is the only government figure, isn't he? So I have a question. There's like lieutenant and he's like a commander. Is this military, this space station? I suppose so. Don't they call them things like that in actual NASA, too? Like oh, Commander yeah, true, and yeah. stuff? I don't know. I've never been to space. But the space station is named after the investor guy. So it's like... true. it is privately funded, but they have a lieutenant. Libertarianism. In space. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wouldn't be surprised. That's where the libertarians are going. We got like 30 years. This movie's what, 2049? We're on the way. Well, I don't think... forget that Xenon does get compared to Chelsea Clinton. And not in a Excuse positive me. way. Excuse me. President Chelsea Clinton. Oh, Chelsea so Chelsea Clinton. Clinton's president. She is yeah. the president of this universe. Oh my god! Of the universe. No wonder of the, the universe. No I mean, they the libertarians so broke it, off. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, let's see. She's president on Earth. They declare she's the, their president in space because apparently everyone in there is American. <laughs> That's true. true. It's not very. It. Yeah, it wasn't very diverse up there. Well, not only were they all American, they were all either fifteen or under, or between the ages of like thirty and forty-five. <laughs> There's like, no one else. I I have to say, I do like to think that they could be Canadian because this movie was filmed in Vancouver. I did look that up. It was. And it's the first time that they filmed in Vancouver, and it's plausible that that's where they're from and where they're landing. That is a very good point. So they could be Canadian. Okay. Definitely no other nationalities represented whatsoever. Wait, but, so are you suggesting that Chelsea Clinton becomes president oh, of Canada? I didn't even think of that. Maybe she is. They Who do knows? talk about the U.S., though, because they'd made the reference about, uh, what was the girl's name who said? Oh, yeah, the bitchy girl. Oh, uh, fucking bitchy girl. Margie. That's her name. Margie. Says yeah. that she she like. said that she looked like she was from Eastern Jersey. Oh. oh. Which isn't a place. Eastern Jersey is, like, not something that anyone refers it's, to. You're from Jersey, aren't you? I mean, technically, I'm from Eastern Jersey, if you really <laughs> consider that a place. Oh, man. Then did you feel offended? Um... You know, not really. I was just confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I suppose this is a good time to mention that, you know, Zoe has a very special connection to this movie. So quick diversion, because uh, Zoe, what, what is your special connection to this movie? So fun fact, in 2013, I had the opportunity to intern for the wonderful soap, op soap opera, General Hospital, where Kirsten Storms, our actress who plays Xenon, is a regular... And she had a very juicy storyline going on. Her character is named Maxie. And while I was working there, her storyline was that she was a surrogate mother for a couple. And then she went to a New Year's Eve party. She had a miscarriage. At the same party, she ran into her ex. They had a little fling. She got pregnant that night. And then she tried to pass the baby off as still being 
Oh, okay, whoa. we need to stop the this show baby. and do General Hospital podcast. Oh my god, it was a really juicy storyline. If you want to know what happens, just watch some episodes from 2013. I mean, there's what, like a thousand episodes? Uh, there's way more than a thousand episodes of this show. It is, how long has General Hospital been running for? Oh, 40 years? 55 years. Oh my God. As of this God. coming spring. That's Which, older whoa. than both of my parents. That means the storyline just kept going from there. She's still is she still on the show? Do yeah, we know? She's mm-hmm. still on the show. Oh yeah. my god. She is the ninth longest running cast. I don't know longest running, but she is number nine for being in most episodes of General Hospital. She's got like fifteen hundred. She's so. a really popular character. She got a lot of fan mail. Wow. I had to sort through it. That's part ever... of my tasks. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm, good for her. Did you her. ever work with her, talk to her? I would just hand her her fan mail. She'd always be like, Thanks. Well, pretty basic. I sure hope that her acting has. I sure hope she's learned a lot from acting. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to bash a child, but come on. Let's go back to the slightly unethical and unlogical uh, space station that we're oh. living on. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of weird things in this space station. So they need money. They need five hundred million dollars to get donated so that they could keep living there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And in the midst of all this, there is a dance competition to meet a man named Protozoa. Two words. For the first rock concert in space. Ah! Oh, boy. It's an art contest, though, isn't it? Because doesn't she submit a sculpture? A doll. It's like a fan art contest or something. But the prize is that she gets to dance. Yeah, she gets to dance with him as the prize. Oh, right, right, right. Which, when the time comes... James demonstrated their dance before, and it is really a, a nice dance. It's shuffling left to right <laughs> just a little bit because also the stage they're performing on in this quote-unquote space station is smaller than most elementary school stages. Yeah, it's like it a, is not at their cafeteria. It's yeah. at the space station mess hall. Yeah. They could have done a lot better to provide for these rock stars. Yeah, that's true. I think one thing that they got wrong about the future is that people still care, care about rock music. But also that music would ever sound like microbe songs. That song yeah. <laughs> did not sound like rock, though. No, it no, didn't. It, didn't. It, it, it was kind of pop. Hardly featured the guitar and bass, which we so clearly see displayed. <laughs> That's right. They're going to call that genre of music rock music in 2049 <laughs> or whatever year it is. Oh, boy. Did anyone else notice that the sculpture that Xenon made looked like a homunculus? It had like big nose, big hands. Yeah. I liked it. It looked like it's a like, character in Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really Which they're does. bringing back again. Oh, boy. With Raven Simone. <laughs> Raven Simone yep. versus Xenon. <laughs> what an episode. Um, okay, so everyone's getting all gaseous on Xenon, which I think means um, in her business. I th- they used gaseous in a few different ways yeah. of, uh, throughout the movie. I don't really know what it ever really meant. I think it's just something bad. Yeah, well, when you're gaseous, it's not good. Yeah, no, it's not good for anybody. Right. <laughs> um, so she gets in trouble for being a sneak, and her parents decide to disown her <laughs> by sending her to Earth. They exile <laughs> you're her. You're really grounded now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, I know. Pun. Yeah, good job, Dad. I did kind of see that one coming a mile away, but I still appreciated hearing it. So she gets sent to live with Phoebe from Friends. Pretty much. <laughs> not, not very self-deprecating but... aunt. I yeah. loved the aunt. She, she was, was my yeah, favorite. Like, great. Um, but she's like, she's so pretty and blonde and has a nice house. It makes no sense that she's... She just can't find a man. I guess not. Until she does. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Absolutely. Um, 
I really liked, if we're talking about things on the space station, I really liked the stress helmets. I love the stress helmets. I assume that they're just ASMR machines, and they just oh. pump ASMR sounds into your ears, and that's what makes you relaxed. Did you think we were going to go a whole episode without bringing up ASMR? <laughs> you were mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the DCTP ASMR hour. Good night. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you hear the sloshing of our ice in the background, that's very ASMR. But we digress. Yeah, Zetas Lapidus, am I right? Ugh. <laughs> ah. Did anyone else think that this commander sucked ass? Commander Plank. He wasn't very good. I didn't even see him carrying a weapon. I mean. Ooh, good point. I guess they didn't expect any threats on the space station. This space station was utterly unprepared for anything. You know what? This movie was made before 9-11, though. Okay. So we didn't live in a security state at that point. I, but it was also made after 9-11. That's true. <laughs> right. Uh-oh. Plot hole. And so here's the paradox. The Xenon paradox. Did 9-11 happen in this universe? <laughs> no, clearly not. I guess not. It's a utopian space station. That was the first bad thing to ever happen, that the space station went to the ground, or almost went to the ground. Well, don't you forget, someone got mugged at gunpoint. Xenon's mom on Earth. On Earth. Right, that's why they had to leave. Oh. Or chose to leave, I guess. They say on the space station that there's no crimes and also no germs. How is that possible? There's humans living even closer than they would on Earth. You would think that then when Xenon gets home, she would just get sick immediately. Yeah. Or not home, mm-hmm. but gets to Earth. Yeah, no. she has no immune system. She sneezed right when she got off the shuttle. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. And then the gravity hit her. Right. Because <laughs> that's how gravity works, apparently. Calling bullshit on her even being able to walk. Yeah. Circulated a video to the podcast group of astronaut Scott Kelly uh, on his return to, to Earth. And uh, also... Also, when you go up into space, a lot of people get motion sick for like three days. And then when you come back, you get earth sick for another couple days because your vestibular system gets used to it. But apparently, you cannot walk for like hours. And Xenon, all she kind of does is just go, ugh, ugh, and then she does fall. But I call bullshit on her functioning at all for at least three days. Well, the other interpretation, James, is that Scott Kelly is a punk-ass bitch who can't handle his own body. Calling you out, Scott Kelly. Mm-hmm. Scott Kelly, if you're out there listening, and I hope you are, please call in and tell us what it's really like to go to space. Because right now, a 13-year-old girl is showing you up. <laughs> well, we might, we, might, we might as well also call out Mark Kelly, because he's Scott Kelly's twin brother. Who stayed on Earth like a coward. <laughs> oh. What a loser. As a control in the experiment. Yeah, I don't buy it. I'm too scared. You couldn't pass training. A- anyone else we just want to name that we don't like? No? The guy okay. who sang Rocket Man in Space 2. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. That's it. Yep. Everyone else is cool. So after she lands on Earth, though, when she's saying goodbye to like the investor guy, she like pulls her hair behind her ear and reveals... Oh, right. So she reveals... She has the earring. Right. So this earring is the disc that has all the information about, I guess, a virus. No, it just has the virus. I think that's how Lutz uploaded the virus into the space station. Ah, I see. Yes. So Lutz uploaded the virus into the space station, and then she got a hold of it because Raven Simone found it on the ground and turned it into an earring. Which I want to say, 
I had no idea. I kept asking myself, why, why would Wyndham want to destroy the space station? Like, what was it? And it wasn't until the very end where I think it was the first mention of it. Xenon just goes, he wants the insurance money. I just kind of figured that was it because at some point they say they don't have the $500 million and the kids are like, but what does it mean? And I'm just like, okay, insurance fraud. But what kid is going to get that? <laughs> just goes to show you. Also, $500 million is not enough money to fund that space. Session. I thought that too. Yeah, I guess the, the, the value of the dollar really tanks sometime. <laughs> hey, I have a question for the ladies of the group. Um, is it normal to give one earring as a present? I don't have my ears pierced. I deflect this to Zoe. Um, oh, okay. It might not be normal, but didn't you notice how Xenon was like a fashion icon of her time? I mean, just look at her outfits. Look at her hairstyles. Every tween wants to be her. Mm-hmm. I already want to go back to Limited 2 and go shopping <laughs> after watching this movie. The hairstyle which you imitated tonight. Yeah, I had to do it. I was just really inspired. Zoe's rocking the pigtails. Cetus Lapidus, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> I did really like um, Xenon's comeback when Bitchy Girl, what's her name? I'm never going to remember. Mallory. Margie. 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 Yeah, when Margie comes up to her and says, I think you're dressing for Halloween. And she's like, well, then can I have your mask? I'll be oh, ugly Oh, that as was, hell. yeah. Sick burn. Xenon, kind of not cool. Don't stoop to someone's level. The girl disses in this movie were like very tropey. It was a roast off. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Margie, and I, I love when, uh, when they tell Margie that uh, teen heartthrob Greg is only interested in her because of her car. <laughs> she has a limo. Everyone's car on Earth is a VW Bug. I noticed yes. that. Yeah. There is a From sh- 2002. There is a <laughs> shot in this movie with three VWs in it. There's the one that Aunt Judy is driving. There's one parked in the background. There's one that drives down the street. All in one shot. Aunt Judy, blue. Friend, red. And then I saw a yellow one, too. Mm-hmm. They're the car of the future, obviously. Was this- <laughs> They're also self-driving, which means... does. VW by Tesla in this future. Ooh, probably. Before Tesla was even started. I bet Elon Musk was inspired by this movie. Shooting <laughs> stuff into space, self-driving cars. They got the char- the electric cars, too, because you see that there's a charging station uh, when yes. they land yeah. in, in mysterious unnamed city. Mm-hmm. Also, how about how they land a rocket ship, like, right in the middle of a city? <laughs> yeah, well, because it doesn't take off like a plane. It can just hover and go up and down like uh, a jump jet. And magically uh, not disturb the water below it at all. Well, when they were undocking from the space station, I was like, that looks dangerous. Like, oh, yeah. One false move and, you know, the wing of that craft goes right into the station. People what have definitely died. Why couldn't they just find some footage of an airplane taking off and landing? Why did they have to recreate it with CGI? Very important. So poorly recreated. Yeah. 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 Every every attempt to look like this. Okay, so let's talk about attempts to look like the future. Um, I feel like they did fine with the fashion design. Sure. I I, I totally buy that fashion could look like this in 2049. Yeah. Every use of technology is terrible. Just the worst. Well, the FaceTiming was accurate. I mean, FaceTiming was not a thing in 1999. That is a very good point. And they FaceTimed each other like this whole movie. And the little tablets were like uh, little iPads. 
Mm-hmm. That's phones. true. Yeah. So yes, the things that I did notice were right. I made a little list of what they got right about the future, and it's most of the things that we referenced. It's uh, it's the electric vehicles, it's the self driving cars, the 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 video phone and the tablets and video calling, um, computers for every student, um, and also not letting men have opinions. I thought that was a solid way to reference the future. Mm-hmm. Down with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't deserve this, an opinion. I think it's fair to say this was a girl movie. It was. It was oh, yeah. very targeted towards tween girls. I did appreciate that, though. It's too bad a woman president is not on that list. Yeah. That I got right. That's a shame. Rest in peace, Hillary's campaign. Still time for Chelsea. If this, I swear to fucking God, if this movie is right and Chelsea Clinton becomes president at any time, what, what am I promising? I will eat a DVD copy of Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Nice. I will blend it up in a blender and I will I will drink it. I'll I'll buy a seat on Elon's rocket and <laughs> go to wherever the fuck and never come back. Yeah. All right, we've all we've made these we've made our beds, now we're lying in them. So, what they got wrong about 2049 was that the computers are still desktops from 1998. Mm-hmm. Also, everyone types in wingdings. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> Loved that. <laughs> One of my they favorite all things. speak English, and for some reason, once they type on a computer, it's hieroglyphics. <laughs> <laughs> I also, also, the Earth slang was wrong because they said that the word viral meant nasty, but everyone in 2018 knows that if you go viral, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. That word's going to last a long time with that meaning because the internet's not going anywhere. And graphic kind of means the opposite of what it means in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. Because if you're like, oh, yeah, I saw a really graphic car accident, that means you saw someone get torn apart. Not like it was a beautiful car accident. Yeah, Greg tries to hit on Xenon, like, and graphic means beautiful. <laughs> Their sexual attention made me so uncomfortable. Oh, um, my God. They yeah. went on a better date than any of us will ever go on. That's a good point. Horseback riding and dinner. They went out to and dinner? And then a scene where it was raining and you were like, are they going to kiss? Yeah. And they did. And she fucking freaked out over the chicken tenders. <laughs> she loved them. But she was also surprised that food was hot as if there's no hot food on the space station. Yeah. Well, everything is made with hydroponic. That's yeah. right. No artificial which flavoring. Which I guess is a noun, not an <laughs> adjective. Did you also notice that the menu was, was clear? I think they were trying to just like, okay, how do we make this look like a future restaurant? Just make it. Make the menu clear. You can't see it. Bingo. Um, no space burgers. No space burgers. No space pizza. We're Poor still Greg. Using she ordered Celsius. like seven things at the restaurant and he had to pay for all of it. But then yeah. they, and dined, then they and dined and dashed. That's true. He tried to pay the check though. He was a good one. Mm-hmm. Honest boy. He said, uh, he was like, I'm going to have to groom horses for four days to, do th- to pay for this. <laughs> His job was just petting horses. Uh, Brennan, you, you referenced my favorite scene in the whole movie, and I'm not letting that slide. Uh-huh. So uh, Xenon gets back to Earth. She's going to, to Earth school. She's having a hard time adjusting. She is in science class. They have to heat up some liquid in a beaker, um, and the beaker breaks. Um, Xenon says, I did what you asked. I heated it up to 250 degrees Celsius. And she says, we're still using, the teacher says, we're still using Fahrenheit down here. Okay, why are they using Fahrenheit in a science class? That's bullshit, and everyone knows that's bullshit. Why didn't the teacher specify? And if she knew that they use Celsius in space and not here, why didn't she say something in the first place? That is the worst teacher ever. But also, what do you mean we're still using Fahrenheit? It's not like (laughs) Celsius is the hot, new, trendy... (laughs) The Wim. swim teacher was also pretty bad. She mm-hmm. was like, can you swim? And then she was like, okay. I think this is a commentary on the future of American education. It's all going down the drain. 
I was waiting for that welcome to Earth line for so long. Oh, yeah, and it finally happened when what she got thrown when she in almost the water. drowned in the pool. Yeah, and Greg saves her, but he doesn't. He doesn't even touch her. They just swim up together. She says she can so swim, romantic. and then she she goes into the water and just kind of spins around. Well, and she, then they rightfully save her, and she goes, "I can swim in space." <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? It's surprising they even have swimming pools up there. I don't no, know. I think she meant she could swim like in outer space. Yeah. When she's tethered and also there's no True, friction, we had that so whole scene. Move. Somebody's just tugging her on her tugger on up there. Tug on <laughs> my she's tugger. just moving around. Yeah, can we talk about that scene too cuz that shit is dangerous. Like a spacewalk done by a professional trained astronaut. So you mean to tell me that Xenon Carr is an like actually an astronaut? Yeah. I mean that, to tell you she's a genius. Mhm. Her friends are geniuses, too, because they suit her up and they send her out. Yeah. Also in that scene, uh, the scene ends with about seven different shots that all are just, uh-oh, Xenon's in trouble. Yeah. Because it, it cut, cut like, Xenon sees sees that her dad's there. Cut to her dad, like, you know, throwing his hands up, like, ugh. Cut to her being like, oh, no. Cut back to him, face palming. Cut back to her, just like, oh, no. And then cut back to him, just shaking his head. Like, we... You needed one. They the had physical really acting clear. was really good in this movie. <laughs> there were so many stare-offs mm-hmm. where it would be stuff like that. It was between her and the dad, her and uh, Lutz. Oh, her and her and Wyndham too. He's walking her and Wind- past or maybe the hallway, and of. they just cut back and forth like five times. Like people are passing in front of Wyndham, and he's still staring yeah. at Xenon. I, I think same thing too. When you get an inkling that she's into Greg. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a back and forth of them staring at each other. Oh, he eye fucks her a lot in this movie. I want to talk about the inexplicable genius. I guess it's a theme in a lot of these movies, but just the sheer intellectual superiority of the kids in this movie versus the adults. Like, oh, yeah. her friends in the space station are way outsmarting these scientists that are doing bone marrow research with anti gravity rats. And. Her friends on Earth can like hack a virus and make a an undo virus in the same disc <laughs> and like re-engineer it to show Xenon's face to a Lutz. Like the, every what a, what luck she had by just finding all these geniuses. Mm-hmm. Where I, did she land on Earth too? Because they went horseback riding and then it was it was like quite mountainous. And then the next thing you know, the world's hottest boy band is just at that town. It's Cleveland. Oh. It's always fucking Cleveland. Maybe definitely it was Cleveland. Vancouver. I thought it was Florida because that restaurant they were eating at was definitely on like a pier. It did seem that way, yes. And, and, and the U- space stations in Florida. Right. U.S. Mission Control or whatever, Cape Canaveral was Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but it's very possible that they were in Florida. There was a southern accent, too. There was a typical NASA, Texas yes. accent. Yeah, there was. when they're uh, And when they're doing the countdown mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the ship. Five, four, yeah. <laughs> three... <laughs> And then the pilot puts on her fucking Matrix sunglasses. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely Florida. (laughs) Southern Uh, United States is uh, happening in in 2049. uh, Take note, everybody. We're all moving down south. Major (laughs) advancement. I I think you mean major. Thank you. I like that she had different hairstyles on Earth than when she was in space. And I think that was due to gravity because she only wore her hair down when she was on Earth. I didn't notice that. But yes, I really enjoy the moment where the movie turned into the 1995 classic Hackers. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And they're just they're just talking about hacking in the worst terms imaginable. Well, these are some smart ass kids, but 
they don't know how to talk about hacking. Yeah. Also, James, to your point about the about the the dumbass adults really in relation to the kids, I was I was gonna throw something at the TV when there are, when Xenon's calling her mom to tell her like I know why everything in the space station is shutting down, and she says, "Honey, not now. Enjoy Earth. Hang up. Why isn't anything on the space station working?" Mm-hmm. And she says, "How does Xenon know things are shutting down?" <laughs> Clearly, she knows something. She is just not putting two. And, and then two she says, "My parents are on planet denial." <laughs> How did I miss that one? You've you've got all the best the best terms. Of I this took whole down movie. all her quotes because they were really good. You did a great job. <laughs> uh, Zeta's the fucking penis. So, because her parents are on planet denial, she has to save the day. Mm-hmm. And of course, she comes up with a plan immediately and just uses her ability to flirt with literally everyone in this movie <laughs> to get anything that she wants. That was so creepy. And then she gets her way back to the space station by hitching a ride on uh, Protozoa, a.k.a. Uh, oh, my God. Microbe. Microbe's ship. Yeah. And her aunt is a stowaway. Mm-hmm. But... The band didn't know that, so they just took a young girl on a ship with yeah, them. They did alone. Mm-hmm. I, I did not like that. Well, she said she was the dance contest winner, but <laughs> well, they did know because they saw the picture of her on the thing. But still, it is pretty creepy. They managed to convince the security guards at that place that this girl who was being sought by the authorities should just be allowed to go with them, and and that the dude should quit. His, his security job and party. <laughs> he gives him a drink at the end of that yeah. shot. Like you should enjoy the life of rock and roll. And the security guard's like, Oh yeah. Rips his tie off. <laughs> puts it on his head. Yeah. And a life of rock and roll is playing card games <laughs> because that's all they did on their yeah. journey to space. Hey, I got a question about that, that trip up. So, um, you know, it's this scene, it's that scene right before the band leaves where, where Lutz, ever so, you know, heavy-handedly lays out the exact plan where they're going to blow up the space station to claim the insurance money. Now, they realize that Xenon is getting on the ship to prevent that from happening. So they get on the ship to follow her. Now, what is their plan here? If they successfully take the disc away from her in the ship, they die on the space sh- on the on the space station. It'll blow up. With them on it. Well, they almost got out of there. I mean, they really did with the emergency refueling and stuff. They made a big point. Maybe that was ham-fisted too, but it was like, oh, we need the emergency refueling. Like they, you know, they would have been able to get out of there because they would have just written it that way. I guess so. I would have just waited, just like let her fix it and then do it again a month later. They never would have known it was him because clearly they don't listen to a 13-year-old child at all. They would have just been like, wow, remember when everything was shutting down and then it didn't when Xenon came back? Weird. Oh, well, go back to Earth, you dumb kid. I'm going to go back to working on my zero-gravity weasels. (laughs) Here's a fun fact. This, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century, almost became a Disney TV show. They had a pilot in the works, and it never got off the ground. Pun intended. I wonder why. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think this would work so much better as just a TV show. Me too. Where yeah. you could just add in a stupid little futuristic thing every time. Just like, yeah, um, there we have, I don't know. Um, a robot. Ha- yeah, we could read minds with this fun chip. And, uh, you know, they, they could do anything they want with a, you know, a 20-minute multi-camera sitcom. But instead, they made how many movies out of it? Three. 
They did three movies. Would have been better with like 30 episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it was expensive. This felt like one of the more expensive movies we've watched. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they got... I don't know. Uh, the graphic design. Yeah, the, I guess the, I assume they poured a lot of money into yeah. the graphic design more than anyone would care to admit. Because well, it seems like they cheaped out on a lot of stuff. Like they had that s- cafeteria was like one of the main sets. Mm-hmm. The other stuff was like a, a bunch of hallways and then like the lab. But then on Earth, it was like they just found this weird like science museum with a bunch of flags. <laughs> that was their space center. <laughs> and then like the, the school. I don't know. They did like an underwater t- sequence that's true that was I don't know. well i assume you just get that from the pool in the school the school pool if you will <laughs> yeah I, I don't know enough about mo- making a movie in disney movies in these movies i feel like they always cut back on the ext- extras like mm-hmm. for the protozoa microbe concert there was like 30 people yeah. in the yeah. crowd they yeah. always cut back like even in brink like the big competition there's mm-hmm. like nobody in the crowd <laughs> they just they always just like, ah, just less extras, less extras, more CGI. <laughs> and see, that's why I still appreciate Full Court Miracle, because they had a full gymnasium of whatever they could manage, or stadium, or court, whatever you want to call it. High school basketball yes, court. Yes, that thing, sure. A gymnasium? Yeah. Um, Anyone else notice this movie ended on a freeze frame? Oh, yeah. I did not. Love it. Class. Well, okay, so technically it did. It ends with a freeze frame. And then an exterior shot of the space station, and then it ends. But really, they, they just ended on a freeze frame. So she's got to go and be home in time for the first rock concert in space, but she also has to save the day mm-hmm. at the same moment. Shh, girl's got to have it all. And um, she selflessly doesn't take the dance, which, is, which she rightfully won, and gives it to Neb. Yes, that for is. For being her BF. The, the, <laughs> they cut out the forever in space because they all know that time is fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> and they've tamed the fourth dimension in 2049. I hope. I really hope. Honestly, Neb deserved that because she was definitely walking like all over her. And then yeah. there was mm-hmm. that moment where Neb said, With you as my BFF, I'm glad I'm not dead from the stress. <laughs> <laughs> and was I was like, Whoa. Line. But I guess there's uh, not very many friends to pick from in the space station. So Apparently you not. S- keep your enemies close, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so when she goes up in the spaceship with Protozoa um, and Microbe, I always forget the band name. So when she goes up with Microbe, uh, she ever so like coyly tells him, like, yeah, I got to deal with some stuff when I get up there, but don't worry about it. When the subtext of that is, this space station's going to blow the fuck up and you guys are going straight towards it. Why didn't you just tell him that? <laughs> I guess they could have turned around. Well, why didn't she just tell him before they got on, like, don't go up there, let me go. I mean, like, she's a 13-year-old, so... I bet it's also a kid's movie, so everyone listens to 13-year-olds when they have to. She should have just said... That space station's about to blow up. Don't go up there yet. I'm going to fix it, and then we'll deal with it. But nobody listens to the 13-year-old in this movie, because that could have avoided half of this. If they would have just listened to her, then they never would have gotten that far. Yeah, I guess so. Also, they know who's sh- who's signing the checks. It's mm. Wyndham. Oh, He's yes. the one paying them, so they're going to go to him and be like, what's this little girl saying? Very good Zetus Lapidus. Zetus La fucking Pedis. Wyndham was on the flight up there too, but 
he somehow got into the brig or the cargo hold, basically. Like, yeah, like the garbage room. Yeah, don't you think anybody on that flight would have been like, oh, look, here's the important guy who funds the space station. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah. oh wait, where did he go? He didn't, he didn't have to have sneak to... on at all. He could have just stopped. Yeah. You always have to make the bad guys look really stupid at the end. Yes, absolutely. Movie. And you have to make them like fall on each other and like trip. They did it in The Whipping Boy. They did it in Luck of the Irish. Um probably any other of these movies that has a quote bad guy classical slapstick mm-hmm. rappers need chapstick <laughs> you need the moment that's like i would have gotten away with it too if you weren't for mm-hmm. those stinking kids <laughs> yeah they really make light of throughout the whole movie that everyone's about to fucking die it's just kind of like oh now we're not gonna die great <laughs> one thing to bring up uh protozoa is like a god amongst these space station people and they've just had a traumatic experience. Uh, when the kids on that space station go to bed, there's going to be another party going on. Mm-hmm. Protozoa is going to be the ringleader. Yeah. It, it, there was sexual tension between every man, woman, and animal on that space station and Protozoa. <laughs> it's Especially the Aunt Judy and the commander. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. It so, was the frosted tips that did it. Uh, I don't mean to. Uh, I don't mean to spoil anything. But in, in prowling through IMDb, I did notice that in Xenon Z3, uh, the character's name changes to Aunt Judy Kling hyphen Plank. Whoa! Wow. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Did you notice on IMDb if um, the man she falls in love with is a distant relative of Chris Christie's? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's resemblance. A, he was does look like him. He's a, he's just a character actor. He's that guy's done so many things, and I was trying to figure out where I recognized either him or his voice from, and I couldn't pin it. He looks like he's half refrigerator <laughs> and half Patrick Star. He's a very stout man. He was very red in this uh, version so that we were watching. <laughs> kind of like yours truly. <laughs> Skin's always red. Oh boy. <laughs> One of my other favorite moments is on Earth when uh, Andrew, the uh, little hacker boy, is trying to hack in, is trying to you know access the code for this um, for this virus thing, and you just see him type like sixteen numbers at random, hit enter, and go, oh man, when it doesn't work, <laughs> like oh that one should have been it for sure. That was how he was hacking. He was just a fast typer who could type random numbers. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh man, any other final comments? I just like how Xenon couldn't remember her password for the control Z button. <laughs> that was like the that was the climax of they the They needed the dramatic countdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it goes down, but I guess she gets one more shot. Shouldn't there have been some like clue to like some inspiration, some brain blast for what the what the password was? Like something about like, you know, yeah. the, the story or whatever. Lux yeah, we is have, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Six nine six nine. That's true. She, you just see her getting it wrong, and then all of a sudden getting it right. But you have no idea what she's going for. She left for the caps lock on. <laughs> right. I like to think that she just had fat fingers, and she was just trying. She knew what she was trying to type, but her fingers kept slipping. Just flustered. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sticky keys were on. Thinking about her, her <laughs> Earth Bay Greg, oh, who's now Greg. her computer Bay since their relationship. I do have one thing long to mention. Distance during long the distance. Uh, microbe concert. They kept flashing back to Greg on the iPad, and he was so uninterested. He had the most flat affection, yes. like flat expression on his face. He was just staring blankly, just kind of with a half grin. Just he was trying to pull off the the Johnny Depp. Or he the... was probably super pissed. He was like, "Great, my first girlfriend. Now she's in fucking space with like this rock star. Like I'm never gonna see her again. Never gonna get his teen rocks off. 
read my flapping lips. I, oh my oh god! Yeah. I wanted him to hear him say "read my fucking lips" so badly. I thought it was gonna happen. I don't know why I thought it was gonna happen, but I really thought it was gonna happen. Well, they get so one aggressive. curse word, and it's Cetus Lapidus. <laughs> what if Disney? What if DCOMs all got one f bomb, just like <laughs> R-rated movies? Adults say Zetus Lapidus too. So is it a curse? I think it's just a, an exclamation. Like, yeah. Gosh, it's like heebie-jeebies, but yeah. in mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. I did like mom and dad's matching outfits. Oh yeah, when yeah. they had the matching belts and the matching blazers. High fashion. It's called fashion sweaty. Look it up. <laughs> Shout out to Pogo the horse. My Shout- favorite character in the whole movie. I, I, I do have to say that um, my fiance Kate specifically said, I think Pogo is a dumb name for a horse. And she has ridden horses for the majority of her life. This is also, you know, considering the fact that there are horses out there called I'll Have Another and American Pharaoh with Pharaoh spelled incorrectly. So I guess Pogo is just crossing the line for her. Hi, Kate. Hello. Kate, I like that name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll have to discuss it with you next time I see you. Yeah. All right. So that's Xenon. Should, Should we rate, rate this inky piece of garbage? This inky. Oh, we didn't even talk about inky. What a what a inky slang term. Well, I'm gonna start. Go ahead. I give it a thumbs down. Thumbs down. I agree. Thumbs down. <laughs> Brandon, you go next. Okay, this is this is hard for me because while watching it, I kept thinking, "Oh my god, this is kind of a piece of shit." But the more I talked about it, the more I liked it. I have to give it a thumbs up. Wow, it's it it is ironic, absolutely. But the more that I talked about it, the more I really enjoyed talking about it and all of its faults. There was a lot of good stuff about it, but I just couldn't get behind the annoying slang. And oh sure, the unrealistic depiction of all this shit too much unnecessary world bu- world building i'll give you that absolutely cgi stupid as hell but uh fun what do you think brennan um i really liked it i had a lot of fun with it um i thought it was goofy and fun i liked it i'm gonna give it a thumbs up hell yeah wow bam zoe I'm you're the al- tiebreaker i'm also gonna give it a thumbs up Woo! because as a former wow. tween girl i remember how much this movie was very cool and very exciting and how much I wished I was Xenon when I saw it when I was a tween and as a tween show lover even though I'm an adult I think it still holds up I mean there's the catty comments the great outfits the sassy hair what more can you really ask for and the teen heartthrob I mean Mm -hmm. it has it all for a girl movie it really does doesn't it we got swept James I know (laughs) sorry boys Yeah, you're you're with the ladies on this one. I commend you for that. Thank you. You're a good ally. Really going along with the idea that men really aren't allowed to have an opinion. That's fine. I don't deserve it. Unless it's the woman's opinion. It was a fine movie. (laughs) All righty. So that's our show. Uh, That's Yeah, that's pretty much everything. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Before we sign off, Zoe, you got any plugs for us? I do. I'm very, very happy to plug my cat's Instagram. Finn has an Instagram. It is at Finn the Fat Feline. Finn has two N's. That's a great name. And I work really hard on it. I post on there more often than my actual Instagram. So <laughs> um, if you could, if you guys could help me get to 100 followers, that'd be great. So he posts some really cute Finn pictures. He's so sweet. I look at him at work when I, when I miss him. 
Yeah, now everyone out there listening, you can put a name to the... You can put a face to the name. You're, you could put a loaf to the name, because he really is a little loafy boy. A fat feline face to the name. <laughs> that was good. All right, uh, we also have our own plugs. Um, we are at... Uh, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel on Instagram. We're also at Tipsy Panel on Twitter, but most of our stuff is on Instagram. Um, you are probably listening to us on either SoundCloud or iTunes or uh, Google Play. Um, you could do it on Spotify, too, if you wanted to. Absolutely. You could also listen to us on Spotify. We're going to keep trying to get on as many platforms as we can, but uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, feel free to uh, you know reach out to us. We do have an email. Uh, <laughs> Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. You could also comment on any of our stuff on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, can you can you can rate us and tell us what you think on iTunes or wherever else you can rate things. Um, we would love to hear from you. We really would. We appreciate your feedback. This movie was done on request because so many people wanted to hear it, and we like to listen to you guys. Tell us what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, uh, please check us out everywhere. Uh, keep listening to our shows. Uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, tune in next time. We'll have a whole other decom for you in the new year, 2019. Uh, we have no idea what we're going to start with yet, but we promise you are going to love it. Season two, baby. Season two. Ooh. Woo! <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. My supernova girl. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom. Happy New Year from all of us at the Tipsy Panel. From our mouths to your ears. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>